Welcome to the inaugural podcast of the Red Rock Seminary podcast series, and uh, this will be our first episode. I am Nathan Diltz, and we'll be facilitating these podcasts, and I am excited to be with you. This is a new format for me, so I imagine these first couple of episodes will probably be a learning curve, probably have uh, a lot of things that I'll have to grow and develop. I'm used to teaching in circumstances where I have a room full of young adults that I can interact with and that there's engagement and the communication is two-way. And and so this is a, a bit different to be sitting alone in a office and, and having a one-sided discussion with all of you out there. Let me tell you why I'm doing this. I have seven children. And the I have four girls, three boys, uh, from my wonderful wife of 20 years. And my oldest is now out the door. She is a sailor, a service member in the U.S. Navy. She's aboard a vessel in undisclosed waters off of Southeast Asia, serving your country and uh, standing, uh, standing at watch. And like many parents, I'm sure... I am seeing all of my children grow, and while I try to take every opportunity to share with them my convictions and my testimony and the things I've learned about the gospel of Jesus Christ and and invite them to learn for themselves and to come to their own testimony and convictions regarding the gospel of Jesus Christ, those opportunities in the rush and the hustle of life seem to be too few. So I'm taking the opportunity now to to put it into this format, and if it turns out to be a blessing to others as well as just my seven children, um, I'll count. Uh, if it so be that you should labor all your days and bring but one soul unto me, how great shall be your joy in the kingdom of my Father, and how great shall be your joy if you should bring even more. And so I'm hoping that this will be a spark for primarily my children, but anyone else who's who's striving to come into a relationship into a knowledge of Jesus Christ. And today the first thing we're going to be well, let me let me actually ask for a commitment. I'm going to I'm going to commit to you that I will come prepared uh, with lessons that are centered in the standard works, the scriptures, the Bible Book of Mormon, Doctrine, Covenant, Pearl, Great Price, and the teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith. That will be the material that I will draw the references and the lessons from. Uh, occasionally, I'll pull in other stories and quotes, but obviously, uh, the we're going to try to be centered and grounded in the scriptures. And then the commitment I'm asking from each of you that are listening is to please come and consider what is shared. You don't have to agree with it. Certainly don't have to believe it. I don't have any claim to any authority. I'm not here telling you I'm right and I know. And uh, I, I will share with you my convictions, the things I've learned, my testimony. I'm just asking you to consider the things that are shared and decide, uh, search out, experiment, figure out if the things that I'm sharing are true or not. And if there's anything that I say, that I share, that I teach, that you feel is wrong or incorrect, that's terrific. That's great. In fact, I want you to key in on the things that uh, 
that you listen and you hear and you think, ah, I don't know if that's quite right. I want you to focus in on those things and I want you to figure out why you disagree. Figure out what about what I said or taught is is incorrect or or doesn't line up with your understanding. And in doing so, you'll get greater clarity and distinction about your own testimony, about the things that you've learned. Uh, I had a great seminary teacher. His name was Brother Hawkins. And Brother Hawkins taught one day in our seminary class that anytime you're offended, it's because you have pride. And of course, as soon as he said that, I was offended. (laughs) I thought, what? That is ridiculous. And he went on to explain, and he was one of those amazing teachers that could teach the gospel with such love, and you loved him for it, and you grow, you grew, and you you came into this space where you loved to learn about the gospel. He's just remarkable, remarkable influence in my life. And he went on and explained. He said, oftentimes when we are offended by something that someone says, it's not about what was said, it's about who said it. Give the example of if, if a homeless person or, or a hobo came up to you and he, he started giving you advice on money or how to succeed in life. You know, the thought of that, you know, for most people, you'd be offended. And you see, he could be telling you the most wonderful and correct, you know, financial, personal finance um, tips or 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 principles to follow. He could be sharing absolute truth with you. But it's less about what he's saying, and it becomes more about who's saying it. And uh, I'm not offering myself up as any sort of expert or anything like that. I'm a student of the gospel along with the rest of you. Uh, But when I do share things, just consider it. And even if something I say, um, like I say, if it it doesn't click with you, it doesn't match up, it's great. Focus in on that. Figure out why. And in doing that, you'll come to more truth. And that's uh, one of the great safety features in teaching the gospel. Uh, I'm very conscientious about it. I don't take this lightly at all. Uh, That's why my part of the commitment is to come prepared and to come centered and grounded in the in the gospel and in the in the scriptures to hopefully minimize and reduce the number of errors. But like the rest of you all. I'm human and I'm still learning. I think about the things that I taught, thought, and believed, you know, even 20 years ago when I was a missionary. And I sometimes I shudder about those things, but I was doing the best I could then and I'll do the best I can now. And uh, and as we do that, uh, as we come together and we look at these things together uh, and all of this, the object is to grow closer to Jesus Christ. And that's where we're going to start out today. Today we're going to talk about the eight doctrines of Christ. And that's a bold statement if you think about it. I am saying that there are eight doctrines of Christ. And uh, I'm going to show you exactly why and where you find that in the scriptures. And this is a really critical thing to understand. Uh, When we use the word doctrine, that gets used a lot. And sometimes that word doctrine gets applied to a lot of things. And some of those things, it shouldn't be applied to. In fact, one of the scriptures in the New Testament and in the Doctrine and Covenants, uh, one of the criticisms that the Lord has is that men will teach uh, or, you know, scribes or Pharisees will teach for commandments the doctrines of men. 
uh, or teach for doctrine the commandments of man. Excuse me, that's that's how it goes. And we do not want to fall into that same trap or error. Jesus Christ has exactly eight doctrines that he teaches and that he taught as doctrine. Now, are there other principles of the gospel? Are there commandments? Are there concepts? Are there, you know, great bits of advice? Yeah, all those things are there, and, and a lot of them in the scriptures as well. But when it gets boiled down, I'm going to advocate that Jesus Christ himself, by his own word and words, taught that there were eight doctrines. And these were the doctrines he held up. And in fact, uh, to take you right where we're going, let's jump into 3 Nephi 11. This is in the Book of Mormon. And in 3 Nephi 11, this is where the Father testifies of the Son and the multitude that hear this testimony. And this is when they're gathered in the land bountiful where the, uh, where the temple is being built. And they hear this voice and Christ descends and he begins to teach the people. And here we are, we're in 3 Nephi 11, and we're in verse 31, and he's just rebuked them for all of the contention that's been happening among them. And you can imagine, if you remember from the previous chapter, in chapter 10, this is a remnant of the more righteous part that were preserved. So these were all card-carrying members of the Church of Jesus Christ, the former-day saints in the North American uh, districts and branches. And uh, and he came in, and the first thing he does is he rebukes him for all of the disputations, all the contention that happens over doctrine. And in verse 31, he says, Behold, verily, verily, I say unto you, I will declare unto you my doctrine. And this is my doctrine, and it is the doctrine which the Father hath given unto me, and I bear record of the Father, and the Father beareth record of me, and the Holy Ghost beareth record of the Father and me. And I bear record that the Father commandeth all men everywhere to repent and believe in me. And whosoever believeth in me and is baptized, the same shall be saved, and they are they who shall inherit the kingdom of God." And verily I say unto you that this is my doctrine, and I bear record of it from the Father. And whoso believeth in me, believeth in the Father also. And unto him will the Father bear record of me. For he will visit him with fire and with the Holy Ghost. And you can obviously go on to read the verses after and before. I am reading you a snippet. Be sure to go and reread these verses and get them in context. I'll try to provide some of that as we go. But here he declares the first of his four doctrines, and that is belief in him, faith in Jesus Christ, repentance, baptism, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. So faith in Jesus Christ, repentance, baptism, and gift of the Holy Ghost. Those right there, by his own mouth and by his own word, are the first four of the eight doctrines of Christ. And and if you went on to read, he goes on from there, and he doesn't rem- he doesn't mention four others. And so I can imagine some of you going, okay, well, Brother Delts, I'm tracking with you. He said, these are my doctrine, and he gave us those four. But where did you get eight from? Well, what's neat is if you go to 2 Nephi, chapter 31, uh, as you know, 2 Nephi 31 and 32 
These uh, and 33, these are the last chapters where where Nephi is speaking to us. And in 2 Nephi 31, starting in verse 14, this is Nephi recounting the what the Lord has said to him. And behold, my beloved brethren, thus came the voice of the Son unto me, so this is Christ, so this is his voice, saying, After ye have repented of your sins and witnessed unto the Father that ye are willing to keep my commandment by the baptism of water and have received the baptism of fire and the Holy Ghost and can speak with a new tongue, yea, even with the tongue of angels. And after this should deny me, it would be better that you had not known me. And I heard the voice from the Father saying, Yea, the words of my beloved are true and faithful. He endureth to the end and the same shall be saved. And now, my beloved brethren, I know by this that unless a man shall endure the end, following the example of the Son of the living God, he cannot be saved. Wherefore, do the things which I have told you I have seen your Lord and Redeemer do. For this cause ye, they have been shown unto me, that ye know, may know, that ye might know the gate by which ye should enter. For the gate by which ye should enter is repentance and baptism of water, and then cometh the remission of your sins by fire in the Holy Ghost. Now, so here we go. He just reiterated the first four of those doctrines of Christ. So Nephi says that the Son testified to him, you got to believe in me, pen, be baptized, receive the Holy Ghost. And then he goes on to explain that that gets you to the gate. And then ye are in the straight and narrow path which leads to eternal life. So... The first four doctrines get you to the gate. Uh, in other words, they get you saved, saved by grace. Okay, and uh, and we'll view some other scriptures that give some clarity to that. But I want you to think. I remember as a kid thinking, okay, there's a straight and narrow path that I gotta follow just to get to the gate. And it's like, no, no, you get to the gate, and then the straight and narrow path begin. And then ye are in the straight and narrow path which leads to eternal life, and ye have entered in by the gate, which ye have done according to the commandments of the Father and the Son, and ye have received the Holy Ghost, which witnesses of the Father and the Son, unto the fulfilling of the promise which he hath made, that if ye entered in by the way, ye should receive. And now, my beloved brethren, after ye have gotten into this straight and narrow path, I would ask if all is done. Behold, I say unto you, Nay, for ye have not come thus far, save it were by the word of Christ, with unshaken faith in him, relying wholly upon the merits of him who is mighty to save. So those first four doctrines of Christ are all about being saved by grace. And then, wherefore, now here comes the next four doctrines of Christ, wherefore ye must Press forward with steadfastness in Christ, having a perfect brightness of hope and the love of God in all men. Wherefore, if ye should press forward, feasting upon the word of Christ and endure to the end, thus saith the Father, ye shall have eternal life. And now, my beloved brethren and sisters, this is the way, and there is none other way, nor name given under heaven whereby men may be saved in the kingdom of God. And now behold, this is the doctrine of Christ and the only true doctrine of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, which is one God without end. 
Amen. So, to summarize those two, 3 Nephi 11 and 2 Nephi 31, 14 through 21, there are eight doctrines of Christ. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, repentance, baptism by immersion for remission of sins, the laying on of hands, and the receiving of the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then there is steadfastness, hope, the love of God in all men, and feasting upon the word, enduring to the end. Those are the eight doctrines of Christ. According to Christ himself among the Nephites, and according to Nephi's record of what Christ and the Father testified to him. And I invite and challenge anybody to go and look through the scriptures and find out anywhere else where it more emphatically lays out what is the doctrine of the Father and the Son. And I would challenge you to do that because I think you'll find that right there is the summary of the eight doctrines of Christ. And so in the coming episodes, we will be looking at each one of these eight doctrines and examining them from the scriptures and trying to figure out how they sort in our lives and how we apply them. Uh, You'll find that when I talk about the gospel, uh, while I will read a variety of of books or articles, and I'm interested in a broad range of gospel subjects and, and curiosities, when it comes to teaching the gospel and when it comes to really the nuts and bolts of the thing, I'm I'm very much into a practical gospel, a gospel that transforms lives and and creates change in perspective and creates transformation in lives. And that is how we become alive in Christ and have eternal life in Christ in the world to come. And the opportunity to share this with you is a tremendous blessing. I hope that the coming episodes of this podcast will be of value to you. Please be patient to me Why? I learned how to use this medium and please be patient with my efforts to use it with the inspiration and the guidance of the Holy Ghost. And I want to leave a challenge with you. Uh, I'm going to do this each podcast. Uh, I'm going to leave a challenge with you to uh, take a step in terms of transforming your life and the lives of those around you. Uh, the This is my work and my glory to bring to pass the eternal life and immortality of all men. And uh, that's in the Pearl of Great Price, Moses 139. And there we have the Father's mission statement. It's to invite all people to come unto Christ it's uh, we. It's our job to come unto Christ and invite all men to do the same. And so, the challenge I'm going to give you today is is uh, is to simply pray. And I know it's it's something we're always exhorted to do. But the prayer I'm talking about is I want you to begin to just start having a living dialogue with your Father in Heaven. I want you to just 
simply start by saying, hey, Heavenly Father, I just, I heard this podcast. I heard this guy say that there's only eight doctrines of Christ. Uh, I don't know. Is this true? Please speak to me. Uh, Open my eyes to, you know, the truth around me or the truth that was shared, if there was any. Uh, Just pray. Pray about these things as we encounter them and as you encounter other things, uh, Sunday school lessons, firesides, other podcasts. Pray and just make us a prayer in your heart to know the truth of these things. And as we're promised in in Moroni 10, that as we pray and ask if these things are true, the Holy Ghost will testify to us whether or not they're true. So that's my challenge to you. Start getting in the habit of offering ongoing simple prayer. Start having a dialogue uh, with God and inviting Him to be a part of your life in that way. Uh, The scripture of the day, and I'm going to share with you guys, is uh, it's going to be found here in uh, in verse 3 of 2 Nephi 31. It says, For my soul delighteth in plainness, for after this manner doth the Lord God work among the children of men. For the Lord God giveth light and understanding, for he speaketh unto men according to their language, unto their understanding. Uh, I love this verse, uh, primarily because it reminds me that the that the doctrines and the teachings of the gospel are plain and simple. In fact, one of the litmus tests that I have for myself is that whenever I'm encountering a teaching or, a, or you know, somebody's presenting something as the gospel to me, if if this in any way is confounding or confusing to me, that's that's kind of a warning flag, and and it just encouraged me to pay a little extra attention. The next thing is, is that if I cannot reteach a gospel principle that I've heard from somebody to an eight-year-old, then chances are I either do not understand the principle well, or I might be in error. Um, this, this, can an eight-year-old understand a, a thing that's being taught is, is one of the great keys I've used throughout my life to discern whether or not you know, I'm really encountering something that's true. And it comes out of this verse where the Lord does speak in great plainness. And if there's ever times in your life that you're confounded or confused by something that someone's teaching or presenting, uh, in spite of their best intentions and effort, you know, it, it might be an indication that either something's being taught in error here or maybe this is something to put on the shelf for a little bit. And then finally, a resource. I'm going to always, I'm going to share a verse, I'm going to share a challenge, and I'm going to share a resource, something that was really profound and helpful to me. Scriptures are obviously the first uh, resource. Um, there is an app, an application a mobile app called the Citation Index. You can get it both for Apple and and for um, Android phones, and it's called Citation Index. This is the tool I use more than any other in preparing my lessons, doing my gospel study. It is a tremendously powerful resource. I'm really grateful for the gentleman who put it together. But it allows you to search 
all of the scriptures very easily. It allows you to, in addition, search all of the general conference talks and the teachings of the prophet Joseph Smith by word, by phrase, by just very simple application and very powerful. And uh, at any rate, um, there we go, folks. That's episode one. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember that the gospel is true. The book is blue. God loves you, and I do too.